Hello everyone, welcome to Three Nerds on a Sunday. My name is Sonny, and let me talk to you. So, today I'll be talking about um, Chicago in, indie wrestling. Just some general stuff off my mind, a couple, talk about some of the promotions, a couple of my favorite wrestlers, uh, what I think some things that indie, indie wrestling's, uh, Chicago indie wrestling needs to probably do a little bit better. Um, and I won't touch on every single show or uh, promotion within Chicagoland, Chicagoland area, because there's a lot more when you just leave Chicago. Uh, you can start going to Aurora, Naperville, LaGrange, Downs Grove, all these other places. There's so many other so many other great uh, promotions. I'm only going to touch on the ones that I typically watch a lot and just talk about some indie stuff in general, uh, either with the venues, with the way that they handle things, or stuff like that. So... If wrestling isn't your thing, I understand. You can go ahead, uh, click off, check it out, check out another episode, come back later for, for another one. But if you do like it, stick around. I'm going to be talking about some wrestling for you. So um, let's go ahead and start this off, huh? So Chicago Chicago in, indie wrestling is really is a, is a really great scene. There's a couple of issues with it. And I do feel like a lot of it is tribalism. Um, AAW, I, again, this is, so everything I've heard is through secondhand stories or secondhand accounts from other people. Um, I, I, I used to hang out with this, with this crew of guys that, that know a lot of like Chicago indie wrestlers, like personally know them, gone out with them, had, had drinks with them, are, are friends with them, all kinds of stuff. So I've heard a lot of stories secondhand from, from them about, you know, how, how the scene works and all that kind of stuff. And. The one thing is, like, if you're on an AAW show, you do not work in any other promotion while you're with them, period. Um, you know, or vice versa with, like, freelance or anything like that. Like, you stick with your promotion. You don't, you don't, um, you don't go to a different one. And if you do, you better not come back for a while. We're going to blackball you from this promotion, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, um, I don't know how much that's true. I, I do believe that there is some of that is true because you rarely ever see a lot of these guys on on more than one type of show. Now, that now that does seem to have changed over the years now, which I think is good. For for, for example, um, some some guys from from uh, CSW, Chicago-style wrestling, like uh, Solomon Tupo and Kanan Lycan, they're, they're both on the AAW shows all the time, and they work with... Uh, CSW a lot as well, so it, it does seem to be changing a little bit. I think Heather Reckless and Sierra and Joey Avalon, they're, they're both on AEW shows now a lot more, which is nice, so probably maybe we're seeing a different swing in that, which I think is great. Um, Chicago wrestling should be a lot bigger and producing a lot more stars than they have been. Uh, Texas has a lot of people coming out of there who are NXT and all that kind of stuff, and you know, on AEW and all those other places, like, you know, like Booker T's uh, wrestling school and promotion in Texas has produced a lot of people. But <clears throat> not to say that Chicago doesn't have a lot of good indie stars here. I think we have a lot of people, uh, a well of great veterans and up-and-comers and, and um, guys that are like on the brink of ready to really make it big and start traveling all over the place, right? Um, some of them... Um, you know, one one other thing that I do, a couple of things that I have issues with a lot of a lot of different Chicago promotions, is venues. You know, uh, I, I've listened to a couple of podcasts now from like uh, Bryce Benjamin, uh, uh, 
Robert Ego Anthony and a couple other people from uh, AEW and Freelance and Matt Nix and all those guys, right? And um, venue is a big is a big thing, right? And I say it's a big thing is because a lot of wrestling fans, especially just in general, especially when it comes to indie shows, it's they go to Pacific shows for a reason because it's either they can take the train there. Or they can, you know, do this, do that, yada, yada. Or it's easier from here, like it's closer to my house, so I can just, you know, go there straight after work and do this and all, all that good stuff, right? And uh, Logan Square has been home to freelance wrestling for a while now. Uh, before, they were like at the Abbey, and then they, they, they kind of bounced around in a couple other places, like the first couple of years. The Abbey was great, by the way. Uh, one of the best venues. Very small, but it was very cool, I- intimate venue. It, was, it felt punk rock as shit. It was awesome. Uh, but it, uh, it burned down, and they, they had to relocate somewhere else. But Logan Square has been home for, I think, if I had to at least think about it, at least three, four years now that they've uh, freelance wrestling has run out of there. A lot, Just like a lot of these places, especially downtown, they're, like AEW runs out of Logan Square and sometimes uh, out of Berwyn, um, the parking sucks. <laughs> and even if you want to take the train, all that kind of stuff, man, a lot of people who do, do that kind of end up getting to the show late because, you know, it's, you know, they run at certain hours and times and they get there when it gets there and you have to get on foot and walk down. Logan Square is pretty decent, but it, it is a lot more walking than it probably should, should be. It's not from, I've never taken the, the any of the um, public trains to, to Logan Square, but, you know, I, I know. I don't think it's like right next to any stations or anything, or any stops. So parking is a big deal. And Logan Square, as much as it's a great place to be, I, I love it. it it's home. Uh, uh, but you know, uh, a- after hearing one time the show, I thankfully I didn't go. But like, I think for like four or five blocks straight, people just went up and down, breaking people's window. Didn't steal anything. Just were breaking people's car window, breaking them all out, and it was insane. Um, you know, stuff like that, just like, man, I just don't really want to come here as much as I do. Because I love freelance, I do. But, uh, you know, f- the parking sucks. And, you know, you want an Uber, it's like 20 30 bucks to get there, 20 30 bucks to get back. So now on top of my ticket and on top of a beer or so or something like that, you know, I'm, I'm paying 60 bucks to get there. And, you know, paying 30 to get there, 30 to get back. It, it's, it's, it's insane. <clears throat> You know, uh, same when when they run a Berwyn. I love Berwyn. It's very close. I live in Berwyn. It's very nice. It's very cool. But when they when they run out of the American Legion, um, it's there's no parking. It's all residential parking. Or you know, people get home from work and they you know they get home four or five o'clock. Shows start at like six seven, and there's no parking. <laughs> they have to park blocks and blocks away before you can even get to the damn show. And it's insane. You know, and but also at the same time. If you were to move the venue somewhere else that's inconvenient to like half your half your audience, they're not gonna show up, right? The Logan Square fans are great, but they're not gonna I don't think they're gonna travel, you know, uh on uh, on the south side of Chicago or they're gonna come out to the to the burbs to go watch um uh, a freelance show, right? It's it, it is what it is, right? But you may do that's the problem when you live like in a city like this, like Chicago, where you probably should take more transit uh, stuff, but it's, you know, it sometimes it sucks. And then, 
you know, just the people you meet on the bus too. It's uh, it's like, ah, never mind. Just drive my car. So uh, another thing that I do kind of want to nitpick a little bit at is is the lighting in a lot of venues, right? More more specific CSW. I love you, CSW. I really do. But your lighting sucks. And someone who's a wannabe um, amateur photographer, your lighting sucks. Uh, it's hard to watch sometimes, and it just feels... I feel what you're kind of going for, that NWA, old-school style, the territory feel. Uh, that's great and all, but it just doesn't really work out the way I think you, you think it does. Um, you know... Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's really about it. I mean, I can go more in depth and why, but uh, you know, I, I think I should just leave it at that because I don't want to be too negative on, on the scene because I, I do love the, the wrestling scene in Chicago. So, uh, so let me go ahead and just kind of break down some of the um, kind of the different type of promotions we have here. The ones I watch. So, freelance is the one that I've watched the most over the past like five, six years, right? Uh, freelance wrestling, that's my jam. I love it. Uh, it's out, it's out of Logan Square. The 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 crowd is very much younger, very much more hipsterish, very much more easy to please. It's a little easier to get over in, in freelance as long as you are either really good at wrestling or you're you're a great character. Or you're really fun to be around. You're funny. It's it's pretty easy to get over there. But I appreciate that because also I do feel like freelance wrestling does kind of appreciate that the dynamic of a, 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 of a of a good guy bad guy right they boo the shit out of who you're supposed to boo and they cheer out the people that they're supposed to cheer they're very adamant about that well if you were at the height of the gpa versus kylie ray saga boy you just saw here like fuck gpa you cocksucking fuck you i hope you die you piece of shit i mean there was it was great to watch, and 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 when and when the fans are involved like that, it makes everything better. So these shows, you know, like I think a tagline for like freelance is like, you know, uh, punk rock Chicago, like you know, punk rock uh, style. I, I I don't remember what it is. It's on a t-shirt. I can't remember what it is, but you know, it, it does it does it does bring in those younger punk kids, the 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 uh, more open-minded uh, um, class of people. It's, it's very more open. And guys like Effie and, and all those guys can, can get over a lot easier because they embrace them really quickly because, oh, Effie is a great fucking, great wrestler and a great fucking character. And he just he's just a cool guy overall to, to, to be around. Um, while you switch, the, you switch over to AAW, which is more, which is probably the high, has the highest... Uh, profile here in Chicago, AAW, it, it is like the wrestling show, right? All, all the big, all the big indie names come there. They, they've all been there. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa, you got uh, the Young Bucks. Um, I, I think Tensio Naito's been there as well. You, know, um, Seth Rollins has been there. Tyler Black, uh, which is Malachi Black now in AEW. Like all the big names have been through AEW, right? That's like the premier place to be, and uh, you know it's the crowd is a little more tough there. They're like, eh, I don't know. You gotta show me. You gotta show me you can wrestle. Otherwise, I'm not gonna do nothing. They're gonna sit in their hands. It's uh, the the crowd is a little bit more snobbish, I would say. But when they're into it, they are into it. You know, it's it's 
they're not always on their feet, but when they are, you know that they're really into you. Like you have to work extra hard to kind of prove yourself to the fans, which I mean, I'm not too thrilled about that. It, it's kind of a dick move. But huh, you need to show me why you're great. They're they're doing something that you love that you'll never do. Just 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 appreciate what you see and go from there. But it it, it is fun. That, I mean, they they pack they pack Logan Square to the brim every, every show. And uh, you know, it's <clears throat> if you're claustrophobic, you might want to probably avoid it a little bit or or stay close to the door. But yeah, it's uh, it, but they do put on great great cards. Great shows, uh, CSW. I I've recently been into a lot more this past year and a half, two years. Uh, I, I it's really cool to see these kind of young 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 guys in the vest kind of work together and come up here, because they would I guess they would be the redhead stepchild uh, of of um of the Chicago Chicago scene. <clears throat> they were built off of a different promotion that was around for a long time. The, the, that shut down and then they, they open up in their place. So I want to say this is their fourth year open or maybe fifth year. And they have a lot of great young talent and they have uh, some strong veterans that are that are going to help these young guys um, kind of learn and get over. And it's going to be really great to see them continue, continue to grow and that they're already making a big impact in, in the Chicago scene. And they're starting to branch out to other parts uh, of the U.S. as well, which is really cool. Um, that crowd is a little bit older. It, it does bring in the the, the, the slightly older crowd. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm typically one of the younger people in there, and I'm probably and the, and the only the only people that are younger than me are are the kids of the parents that are coming to watch the show. But in but this year recently, I, I've seen a change of a little more of a raucous crowd coming out for like certain people, and it's and and it's because before the the show, I won't say again. I won't say that they were sitting on their hands. The fans, but they were appreciative. They were taking it in. They were enjoying it. They just weren't vocalizing their excitement. But now, you know, I feel like the shows are getting a lot more, a little more, a little more ruckus going on at the show. You know, it, it feels it feels a little more lively. It feels a little more younger, um, which is good because it's good to have the older fans appreciate what you're doing. But at the same time, eventually they will stop coming, and we'll have to bring in that next. Than the next crop of fans, so it's good to see that we're getting a little bit more of a younger crowd there at CSW, and I'm really happy and really proud to see that. I think they're gonna have a long longevity here, and um, I hope that you know eventually they can be looked at as kind of like the third promotion here in Chicago. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um. Just to kind of talk about some of the wrestlers, definitely like again, like again, like freelance and CSW are my biggest shows that I watch here in Chicago all the time. This Warrior Wrestling as well. That 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 that's a whole other thing I might touch on a little bit. Yeah, but you know, um, look again, like looking at these cards, I would love to see CSW do a crossover show with freelance and vice versa. One show in Logan Square and one at the um, one of um, Franklin Park and at the um, the American Legion Hall, where they uh, where they do their shows. Uh, I mean, just again, uh, j- just from last show, you, you're looking at guys like uh, Brian Keith, which he he comes from Texas, but he's kind of been, been a mainstay in Chicago for the past year and a half. Now he's their 
He's a freelance legacy championship uh, champion right now. He's he's really great to watch as well. He's very old school style uh, of work, and it's really cool to watch him work. Uh, the Ace of Freelance, you got Isaiah Velasquez, which again he is a legend here in Chicago. And, and when it comes to freelance, he was basically there day one. You know, uh, we got the Bang Bros. We got Davey Bang and August Matthews. Uh, those guys are great to watch. And I, I, I will say uh, it's awesome to watch Davey Bang kind of come up the, the way he has because I was, I was there at his first official wrestling match. Now, that's, that's what they announced it as. I don't know if that was true or not, but it was at Kaiju Attack Wrestling. And he, he, he made his, day, his, his in-ring wrestling debut as the Puerto Rican cowboy Davey Bang. And kind of see him grow from Kaiju Attack Wrestling, which was take which which was like taking place out of Berwyn at the Wire, you know, with like less than maybe less than maybe sixty people there. Uh, great environment, great show. But you know, see him here where he is now, and he's he's going over to Black Black Pro Black Black Label Pro Wrestling. He he's he, he's in all he's going to all the big shows now, CSW and all that kind of stuff. Him and Alex Matthews are really killing it on on, on tag team. Uh, side uh, of wrestling, they're they're great to watch. Kylie Ray, I know she she started off in Texas. I think she she trained there first and then came to Chicago. But Chicago put her on the map. She is the first daughter of Chicago here. Like it's there's there's no question about it. They're like Chicago put her on the map, hundred percent. She's great. <clears throat> uh, one of my personal favorites here, Craig Mitchell. Craig Mitchell's great. The intensity, the the. He, just the violence that he brings within his matches is awesome to watch. He's he's like a little pit bull, just like he will tear. You, you know, he might be small, but he's strong, and he will tear your throat out, no problem. You know, and he is one of those guys that like, listen, I don't want to really sign with any big promotion. Yeah, WWE, sure, I guess, but he 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 he's definitely more of a um, ECW fan, more of that like. Smaller indie promotion or that small promotion that's has diehard fans and that people go crazy. Only might be there only might be like a couple hundred people in the building, but it feels like a thousand people there, and that's that that's what he loves. That's what he craves, and I, I'm I'm glad that he, because I think originally he almost basically retired almost, and but I think he came back and he's been working with uh, freelance obviously, and it's been great to watch him back. Uh, Storm Grayson is the current champion for, for freelance. Great. Fucking great talent. Uh, watch him grow up to uh, kind of in, with within the, within the wrestling sphere. Sphere because he started off as like the green kid, um, you know, and his gimmick was basically he had green hair and his trunks were green, all that kind of stuff. And he and he he brings that same like physical intensity to to his matches, like like Craig Mitchell. He's very hard hitting, you know, lot lot of elbow strikes, knee strikes, a lot of just vicious hits. Looks really good. He He's very intense. He, he's awesome to watch, 100%. And those are guys who are just on the last show, you know. Um, looking at other people that, that we have here. Let me just go down the list here. I'm, I'm on their Instagram page. Oh, we got GPA, obviously. G, GPA is the biggest fucking heel we've ever seen. We got Frank the Clown. Um, uh, we used to have him. Uh, I think he's still around. Uh, Robert Ego Anthony was, was around for a while. He kind of completed his arc. With, with with freelance and he's with AEW now, but uh, you know he, he was he was a great a great he uh, great heel as well. Um, Laney Luck is is another 
female wrestler from Chicago, great. Uh, I think she was in Indiana or something like that, and she she moved here full time. And her and GPA, I believe, either I know they're engaged, but I think they recently got married. They they're like a really good heel power couple right now, and they're again. And, and a lot of these people I've watched for years, kind of watched them, kind of find who they are, and kind of watch them grow and turn to the the, the wrestlers that they are now. It's been awesome to watch. Uh, Darren Corbin. That guy is that guy is hilarious, and some of the best pictures I've ever taken is him in the ring, and and I love that he'll actually pose for the picture, and he it's it's great. He's he great to watch him, him Bucky and uh, Mikey, his um his tag team, the Ticket Home Wreckers are great to watch as well. They're the 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 great talents. Definitely want to watch them. Uh, let's see who else can I see here, and again th- that's just like. Those are kind of like the mainstay guys. We always have guys that come back and all that kind of stuff. Um, guys that haven't been around for a while. Uh, Shaza is kind of Shaza McKenzie has kind of become a staple as well ever since she moved to, to the U.S. For, from Australia. Uh, Effie, Effie's been a mainstay too for the past two years now. You know, in, in, in freelance, and he's a phenomenal. One of my favorites. Genuinely one. Genuinely one of my favorites out there. I love love watching work. I, I he, he just he's just a cool ass he's just a cool ass dude. Trevor Outlaw is coming into his own. He's definitely a heel, but it's great to see him kind of work. And there's a lot of – and Freelance has their own school now, their, their own wrestling school. So there's a lot of those people that we're going to start seeing um, making their, their, their way up to the main roster and starting to be a lot more uh, active in wrestling matches. So that's going to be really cool to watch. Uh, flipping on the other side of uh, Chicago Freelance Wrestling, we got Kanan Lycan. Dude's an absolute beast. He's from New York. He he just he he has got that swagger and the look of, of a New Yorker. It, it works in his favor. Favor him and his um him and his um faction of uh, the Hate Keepers are fantastic. Solomon Tupo is 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 great too. He he's a great big man. Uh, one of my favorites from CSW. I, I love to watch her work. I think she's great. Heather Reckless is one of my favorites to to, to watch. There, just her character, the the way that everything about her, her 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 attitude of like she's almost like five. Uh, I, I might be a, a a little dramatic, five two, five one, but she carries herself like she's like like she's six five. She's she's great. Um, Sierra is the current women's champion, another great talent. Uh, the big mood. Um, one uh, one half of that is Mateo. He is uh, another guy born in CSW. Watch him work and kind of see how he's been able to get the 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 crowd behind him. You know, he came out. He kind of had his fan base, whatever. Some people liked him, whatever. But in the past year, his development, the character that he is now, um, just seeing that the whole place is behind him, just blowing the roof off this place. When when he when he became one half of the CSW Tag Team Champions was fantastic. You got Marsh Rocket. He he's a veteran. He's been on the scene for many years. The the three veterans here that kind of I think are the backbone of CSW are Steve Boz. Um, I kind of like to call him the the I I personally call him like the Taskmaster of indie wrestling because he 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 just every move is based off of someone else's move but he makes it work and, and that's part of his character but he's very clean he's very he's very smooth he's very he has great timing you know it's it's like every everything he does you go oh that's a rock that's Randy Orton that's Steve Austin that's this that's that 
you know that that's macho man it's it, he, he's he's like the taskmaster of of uh, of the independent scene and i truly love it and it, it, and again like you want to talk about being over he he in, in csw he is over I mean, this place goes wild every time he's on there his like best friend and i guess like mentor or not not mentor like his student i guess um maybe storyline wise uh tj Steele, great great look he he's got a great look to him you know he's a handsome guy uh definitely would be like you know kind of like um he would guess like again just to put it in perspective he'd be like the randy orton of csw style kind of thing you know because although he looks good he's got got the look he's got the body he's got the skills to back it up right he'll kick your ass in the ring he's really good at that he's he's like the overall package right and then the the backbone the guy of csw i believe is uh, Vic Capri. Vic Capri has been on, on the scene for a long time. Uh, I want to say 20 years. I hope I'm not uh, trying to age him too much or anything like that. Maybe it's only been 10. Who knows? But he's been on the scene for a long time. He is a staple of, of Chicago indie wrestling. Even in dark times where like indie wrestling was was not profitable at all. It was terrible. There, Vic was uh, been killing it uh, in the Chicago scene forever. You know, um, go watch some of his matches. The the I, I know with the allegation that came out against uh, Stevie Richards, uh, he, he, he he's retired again and probably will never come back. Um, and again, I don't know if their allegations are true or not. If they're true, fuck them. But if they're false and they're just lies or they're not true, it, it sucks to lose that the, the kind of talent uh, from the for, 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 from the indie pool. But uh, you can go on YouTube and watch Vic Capri versus Davy Smith. Davy uh, Smith. The, uh, Davy Richards, I'm sorry, Davy Richards. Davy Richards versus Vic Capri. And fan, fantastic showing, really good, really good match. Vic still Vic still still has it 100%. You know, he's a force to be reckoned with. He's he's great. Um Axel um oh, I want to Axel Rico. Again, he's a great uh baby face. He you know, he's from working uh, under, underneath as like you know the, the underdog he's he's great and all these names that I'm naming off of you put this show together I'm telling you you got like a recipe for money you know you 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 can put okay well so let's let's go ahead you know so let's go ahead and try to break this down uh let's let's put let's put here oh uh canon lichen versus Craig Mitchell, oh boy, I, that's uh, that's that that's some money maker. That's easily a, a, a main event style type of match, right there, no problem, hundred um, percent. The 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 hate keepers, you can put them against uh, the Bang Bros, easy, money. Um, Shaja McKenzie versus Heather Reckless or Lady Luck versus Heather Reckless, no problem, perfect. Uh, Effie, we can put Effie against. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at the names here, just trying to trying to go through as much as I can. I wanna I don't wanna miss anyone here. Effie, well, Effie can go with anybody really, but Effie versus Vic Capri would be a really really interesting match. That'd be cool to see. Uh, Brian Keith versus T.J. Steele. There you go. Some more money. G.P.A. versus Steve Boz. Oh, that would be that's great. That's fantastic right there. 
you know, it's, and I know I, a lot of this podcast is just me just naming off wrestlers, but I'm hoping that if you do like wrestling and you're not too familiar with the indie scene, that at least you can start here, right? I'm giving you some names. You can search YouTube for, for the matches. Go, go, go to Instagram, look up their names, kind of, you know, they're, they're always posting up clips for, for their matches and all that kind of stuff. Follow them. Start to learn the layout of of uh, Chicago indie wrestling because again, you know Sky Blue, who's on AEW, who's recently been signed. She was a CSW regular. You know, I I can't say for certain that's where she got her start, but she, you know, look look where she is now. Cora Jade, uh, formerly known as Delena Black, uh, was on Kaiju Attack Wrestling, and she was on Freelance. And you know now she's on NXT. Uh, you know signed to um, WWE. You know there's a lot of there's a lot of big names that have gone through the the indie scene either through uh, making their name here in in Chicago or being part of the like AAW and all this kind of big big stuff like that. You know a lot of these guys have come through here. You know and like if you look at all the all the big names in women's wrestling for for majority of the part uh, part of it. A lot of them, if not majority of them, have come through Chicago. Um, I'm going to move on to the next part of the interesting of the two promotions that have died, unfortunately. Um, the, the, these are the all-female roster shows, right? So we had Shimmer and we had Rise. Shimmer had Becky Lynch, it had Bailey, it had Sasha Banks, it had um, um, Akora Shida has been on there. I mean, everyone, Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, every, every, almost anyone you can think of has been through Shimmer, right? Uh, minus people like Charlotte or those who grew up through uh, WWE or came, you know, from overseas, whatever, um, or just were picked up by AEW. Because, like, you know, I think Anna Jay will only wrestle a couple months before she signed to AEW. Uh, Ty Conti, I think, was signed directly through. WWE, I believe, you know, so like the, you know, minus those kind of names, everyone who's either been a legend, who is a legend or been a legend, they've gone through, they've gone through Berwyn, through the Eagles Club, through Shimmer. Uh, you know, Shimmer was like a show that would, that would, that would record two days in a row, four, no, um, damn near six hours, five, six hour shows, right? They would film like back to back to back shows. Saturday and Sunday. So if you did both shows, you were doing like eight hours of wrestling in a weekend, 12 hours of wrestling in a weekend. It was a chore. It was a hassle, but it was fun to watch. A lot of those names came came, came from there. You know, Shimmer was a staple of women's wrestling because there's not, even in the past, there hasn't been many all-women promotions. You know, uh, I, I can't even name any besides like... Uh, you know, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, all that kind of like glow, you know, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling and probably a couple others have tried or are tempted to at least have a show of all, 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 all women uh, wrestlers and hasn't worked out. Shimmer was that great kind of, that, that beacon that brought them all together, brought all these great female talents together and to watch them when, when they were very young, either figuring themselves out or working on their craft, it was great. And Rise was kind of like that newer, hipper version of Shimmer, right? Uh, Kylie Ray, Thunder Rosa, you had all, you know, you had Zoe Lucas, you had all, all, all like more of the younger crowd, uh, Big Swole, and you had uh, Mercedes, uh, Mercedes 
Mercedes Martinez was on there. Um, um, Chelsea Green and um, Britt Baker and Kylie Ray and Sh uh, um, Sh Shazi Blackheart uh, and all, all you know all, all these big names. That's that's you know kind of where they came through. Shimmer was around for a long time. Rise wasn't around as long. I, I did go to, I started going to Rise like on their third show, Rise of the Medic. This was years ago. And it, they when they started picking up momentum, you saw the, the, the cards change, right? They had, they're getting better talent. They're, you know, Tessa Blanchard was there now. She she was champion for a short time. Delilah Doom, like the only time I got to see her was when she came through Rise and Shimmer. You know, and now I now now she barely if ever comes back to Chicago. You know, you you miss out on so many things, and the 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 biggest downfall for a lot of the promotions in general, but more specifically, is Shimmer and Rise. Shimmer, Shimmer, like a lot of old school promotions, made their money not from ticket sales because that paid for the talent and paid for the flights to get them out there, all that kind of stuff. It was selling merchandise and selling more specifically selling the the DVD tapings of their shows. Well, with the with the introduction of streaming and YouTube, it made it kind of non-existent or people just didn't really care because other promotions were putting up free matches all the time while Shimmer wasn't really doing that as much. You had to buy the tapes. You had to buy the, v you had to buy the DVDs. You had to buy it to watch it. And, you know, there, there's no, like, there's, a, there's indie wrestling stuff streaming services you can put stuff up there but by by then it was too late because it was kind of saturated with everybody you can think of they've had a promotion you know, around these uh streaming services so i was kind of downfall and then when, when covid hit they were forced to you know obviously not run shows and a lot of these places don't if they run the profit is only by like a, a small small margin if you cancel a show, that really puts a, a, a financial strain on, on the show, um, which currently happened to AEW not too long ago. Um, that was a that was a shit show, but you know it wasn't even their fault. It was the the owner of the building just being a dick. Um, but it really hurt them financially because again, when you sign big names, especially even on the indies, you know a lot of wrestlers are starting to learn learn about their worth and what they should charge, but. If a show goes wrong or a show doesn't sell out or show cancels, that promotion could very well be out of business because they operate show to show. And that happened to Shimmer. You know, the, I don't think they adapted with the times and found a way to make themselves more relevant because I, I, even though, again, they were a great talent that brought these female wrestlers, which doesn't get much love in, in female wrestling, doesn't get much love in general. We're seeing. We've seen a couple of renaissances through, you know, TNA and WWE and AEW somewhat, even though I think AEW is terrible at it. Um, you know, it, it they don't get the love and the respect that, that they should get. And Shimmer just, like I said, never really, they, they, they never really grew with the times and they just kind of kept in their old ways. I think that that's what was the downfall of Shimmer. Rise. I want to say the owner is Mike. I can't remember. He he was always very vocal on Instagram. He was always doing lives and doing interviews with with the wrestlers uh, and all that kind of stuff. And it was cool to see, you know. But he expanded too fast, you know. Kind of going back to where I said, like, indie wrestling is very tribal. You know, fans are very tribal as well because they don't. They're not going to travel farther away from their home base, right? 
if you run out out of a venue for for like three four shows, they kind of expect you to run out out of that venue forever and ever. And because they know how to get there, they know all the back roads, they know all the parking spots. They don't want to travel farther than they have to. They don't want to learn a new, uh, you know, a new system to get here and there. Oh, I gotta leave. I gotta leave an hour early just to make sure I get there now on time, and and all that kind of stuff. And it, you know, it's Rise was great. The fans brought in that younger freelance type of crowd and it was great. But you know, he he was doing weekly shows, right? Uh, like a like a, a, a subscription show. That you know you would subscribe and you get like a show a week, right? So he was doing live tapings, and then he was doing like the main card events, right? And then he was doing great shows, and then he was doing like um, LGBT shows, which were great. They were fun, um, you know, out of Logan Square. And then he tried, and then he he actually got a a deal to do like a one show deal with uh, TNA. Which the show was called Impact Rise of the Knockouts. I have a poster signed by everyone on the front cover. It's it's in a frame. I'm I'm looking right at it. It was a badass show. It was a great show. But that show took place in Naperville, and the people that showed up only half of the regular people showed up, and not too many new faces showed up showed up as well. Which again, like it just showed that people are not willing to travel, especially to a promotion that was very still young, very young. It, you know, it, it needed to get its footing. It needed to get its diehards to make sure to travel everywhere where they went. So he, and same thing, like he, you know, tried to live off of DVD sales and and merchandising, but the merchandising was just a shirt or whatever. He'll auction off like a, a signed turnbuckle. That was kind of cool, but this stuff wasn't going to get them, you know, to, to stay in business. And we saw that that happened, that he kind of extended himself because he can, he kept signing big names. As many as he could, which was great for us. They were fantastic shows. But problem is, you overextend yourself. You spend too much money. Now you're at a loss. Now you're operating at, at losses instead of just barely, barely breaking even. Um, and that was always a problem. And I and you know he he always teased that he was going to close down. But no, it's too important. We have to do it. We have to do it. But he just didn't know how to manage his money. Didn't know how to manage his time. They know how to bring in new fans and keep the diehards coming back. And that sucks because before, you know, and now we have like, I think, um, Mission Pro Wrestling run by Thunder Rosa, which is majority all, fe- fe- uh, all female shows. Not all the time. Sometimes they'll bring in other people. But, you know, it's, you know, we got that. But it's not that, you know, it's hard. It's hard to watch the shows if they don't upload them. Um, we got Shine that I don't even know if Shine even operates anymore. We have uh the women's uh our uh women army wrestling, a couple other promotions, but like I said, they don't get the love that they should and Chicago was kinda like that beacon for how it should be done. Not on the financial side, but like like show wise. I would definitely like if, if I if I won the lottery and I mean I'm talking like hundreds of millions of dollars, right? I would love to try to get a women's promotion and a tag team division show up and running. Maybe even even do a show where it's women wrestling and tag team wrestling because both are very underrated. And I love tag team wrestling and I love women's wrestling. But I would love to, if I had the money, I would love to try to like run a a, a promotion for like at least three four years and see see what happened and try to innovate ways for, 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 for the promotion to, to make money, you know. I, I think that would be cool. But 
it, it's a great scene. Um, you know, I might not have made this episode the way I wanted to. It, you know, it does seem a little more just kind of listy, like, oh, watch this person, this person's name, and this person's name. But like I said earlier, um, this is just a very vague introduction, just kind of give you a couple of names. Because then there's a bunch of like Lucha Libre shows that I, I didn't even get a touch on, uh, uh, like, uh, like Dream Wave and all, all these other shows. Um, again, like Warrior Wrestling started off as like a, it was like a, it, it was it was started by a principal at high school who who, who did it to uh, raise funds for like the 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 band and for like the media um, club that they had. So like all the students were were you know in charge of like um, holding the cameras and recording and all the lighting and all that kind of stuff. It was cool and it kind of and they brought in big show big names like the the, the, the Lucha Bros and and Daga and Tessa and uh, you know um, Brian Cage and all these guys, but and I didn't know this happened until someone brought it up that they I guess they sold the 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 intellectual property to someone and now it's a for profit company right um, promotion still runs out of the high school because they probably made a deal but it's not what it was or what it really was for like uh, for charity and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and like f f fundraising, but it, it still is a really I interesting uh, show. It it's more of the the spot fest show of like let's get these AEW guys here, let's get big name indie guys, and you know kind of do all that kind of stuff. And I would love to do a little more in depth and in, in, into each of these promotions, or a little do maybe do a more structured episode, or maybe even I don't know I don't know how, but I would love to like reach out to. Um, some wrestlers maybe get some interviews again. That's you know that's down the line if this podcast can make some money, because because I know you know podcast no one's really doing podcasts for free, which shouldn't have to. You know you shouldn't have to. Uh, you should get paid if you're gonna go out of your way to do something. You should get paid for it. But you know I don't have that kind of money, <laughs> so um, to be pouring more money into a show that doesn't give anything back money wise. So. But uh, again, I, I would I would definitely love to bring in other wrestling fans, uh, maybe talk about some of the, the the things they love about indie wrestling that they, they hate, they would change, all that kind of stuff. But um, I guess maybe this is like a a quasi introduction to Chicago wrestling, Chicago land, Chicago land wrestling. Gave you a couple of pr promotions, gave you some some names to look out for. Um, you know, uh, like if you can hunt them down. Um, Check out the the trilogy match against um, Ethan Ethan Page versus Kylie Ray for the Chicago, uh, for Freelance Wrestling Championship. One of the best intergender matches I've ever seen, matches I've ever watched. Um, that's kind of a hot button uh, hot button issue for a lot of wrestling fans. You know they, you know a lot of, you know I say half of them are against it. Like oh, women, I'm, I'm, a woman can't fight a man. And other hands are like, it's just wrestling. It's fake. It's fine. Whatever, right? I, I, I fall in the middle where like, I like story. I like good characters. I like good wrestling. And if you make it make sense, it's fantastic. And that is by far one of the greatest matches, one of the greatest trilogies I, I've seen from the independent scene, especially for an intergender match. It's fantastic. Um, the buildup of every match and how Kylie Ray has to learn how to take down the bigger, stronger opponent where in, in the final match where she has to go all out uh, against them to, to win is great. Um, Seeking with Kylie Ray, um, the, um, the the matches of GPA versus Kylie Ray as well, because they started off as, as a tag team, 
you know, they were great. They, they won a couple of titles, but then GPA turned on her, became the biggest heel in Chicago, and they had some great matches. Um, anything with FE, check that out. Um, Brian Keith has been killing it all over the place. You can find his matches. Um, there's a bunch of free matches of, of his as well. Um, Heather Reckless, like I said, she's, she, 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 she had a great arc as well on uh, CSW where she basically uh, had had control of this ginormous giant of a man who would just think of like abyss you know has the mask the hair you know he he's all power and that that was great to watch as well um you know i i definitely love to to to, to see more like storylines from from her cuz she, she 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 makes it works out she makes it work very well and she does a lot of gender matches but it works uh i i need to talk about Joe Alonso as well he's I felt like he he was blackballed for a while because he very embraceive. He's very in your face. Um, said you watch some of his pro, uh, promos on Twitter and Instagram, and he just goes hard on people. And he he blurs the line between reality and and not and, and wrestling. And a lot of people are very sensitive, so a lot of wrestlers and promoters are like ah, well, I don't want to sign this guy. But I, he's been showing up a lot more on on the Chicago scene, which is great because when he started, his his character was very much based off of. Uh, Takeshi six nine, but now he's like his own guy. He's his own character. He's his own man, and he he's a great heel. And he's a great worker. Um, his promos are great, and he definitely knows how how to get heat. If you can find his match, I believe it was AEW. Um, Heather Reckless versus um, Joe Alonzo. Check that match out. That's really good. That's a really good in, in, intergender match as well. Uh, anything by the Bang Bros. Check them out. Like I said, Vic Capri matches. Check them out. Uh, Freelance has put up some old, some old uh, matches online as well to watch. Um, you know, like their first, I believe their first inaugural champion was Mustafa Ali, uh, who's currently signed to uh, WWE. You know, he was he 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 was like the the face of a uh, freelance for like first year or so. Um, and him, the matches against him and uh, Isaiah Velasquez were great. Uh, Craig Mitchell and I believe the the, the group is called Beta. That was a great group as well to watch. There's just there's so much out there. There's so many things to watch. So, so again, we have YouTube and um, uh, and oh, I can't I can't remember, like Turnbuckle Studios or something like that. There is like some streaming services dedicated to like indie wrestling where you can buy individual shows or follow shows on their strike uh on their on their service. So. Check, uh, find them out. Check them out. Um, you can go back and watch all a bunch of old uh, f- freelance shows as well. Uh, um, CSW is starting to to, to to stream the shows live now. It, you know, it's not just by videos or watch it pre-recorded. It, it, you know, they're, they're starting to make their way into the streaming game as well. So, yeah, you know, hopefully this is a, like I said, an introduction. <laughs> um, I'll try to do this again in in a future episode, make it a little little more condensed, a little more structured. But I hope you got something out of it. If, if like I said, um, if if you're not into indie wrestling, you like the big stuff, AEW, WWE, but you would like to get into like the the indie stuff. These these promotions that bring other people from from other promotions as well. You can start branching off. You know, um, learn about G, uh, uh, game changing. Game changer wrestling to learn about black pro label wrestling and uh, all these other great stuff. You know, just start branching out from Chicago, from Chicago, 
uh, and just kind of have fun with it and kind of exploring your own and learn what you like and what you don't like. And because the, the 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 well is fantastic with so much talent, so many great matches, so many promotions. There, there's something for for everybody. You just have to just take the time and and just enjoy and start watching. So hopefully you got something out of this. I, I was expecting and end this like six minutes ago, but I just kept ranting on like a dumb dumb. So thank you guys for for watching this episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, there'll be more content coming out very soon. Thank you for everything, guys. I'll see you later. Peace.